Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a wrap-up of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media when it fits your schedule. I'm Steve Jess. On today's podcast, a longtime local lawmaker calls it quits. The UA president tries to pin the blame for money problems on college officials and a new honor for Saguaro National Park. But first... Pima County's longest-serving county supervisor is resigning on November 27th. Democrat Sharon Bronson says she's recuperating after fracturing three ribs in a fall at home last week. Bronson was first elected to the board in 1996, creating a 3-2 Democratic majority. She's the first woman to be elected county supervisor in Pima County and in 2014 became the first woman to serve as chair of the board. Her resignation letter released Monday morning says her fall was the result of being tripped by a cat. She added that before her injury, she had been considering running for another term. University of Arizona President Robert Robbins says the university has overinvested and some colleges and units have overspent. Paola Rodriguez reports Robbins emailed the campus community over the weekend. Robin's statement comes after faculty and staff criticized UA's handling of finances. Earlier this month, Robbins, along with Senior Vice President and Chief Financial Officer Lisa Rolney, reported to the Arizona Board of Regents that an outdated financial model projected 156 days cash on hand. In reality, the university will have 110 days by the end of fiscal year 2023 and a projected 97 days by fiscal year 2024. In his email, Robbins reassured the campus community that he will be working with faculty, staff, and shared governance partners to take what he called the actions necessary to ensure the university continues its upward trajectory. I'm Paola Rodriguez, AZPM News. The AZPM stations are licensed to the Arizona Board of Regents. The ballot measure set to raise the Tucson mayor and city council salaries for the first time in almost 25 years is headed for a recount. Prop 413 is currently passing by less than half a percent, which requires an automatic recount under state law. The raise received widespread support from Democratic activist groups this election cycle. They say raising the city council's salary from less than minimum wage to one more competitive with a job in the private sector will make holding public office more accessible for everyday people. The Border Patrol's Tucson Sector Chief, John Modlin, says the Three Points area continues to see large numbers of migrants crossing. Danielle Camara reports. Modlin tweeted on Sunday that last week, agents near San Miguel on the Tohono O'odham Nation encountered two separate groups of about 1,000 migrants. Deputy Chief Justin Delatore said during an interview in October that the top five nationalities of migrants crossing in the Tucson sector are from Mexico, Ecuador, Guatemala, Senegal, and India. Over the last six months in Tucson sector, we've seen a continuous increase in unlawful entries in the area, and it's gotten to the point where we're on average encountering about 1,600 people a day. Border officials say that despite the large numbers, with the help of local organizations, they are able to keep people from being released onto the street with no services. I'm Daniel Kamara, AZPM News. The man who gathered viral headlines at the January 6th insurrection by being pictured wearing a furry hat with horns wants to run for Congress. The so-called QAnon shaman, Jacob Angeli Chansley, 
has filed a statement of interest to represent Arizona's 8th Congressional District. He is the only Libertarian candidate to signal an interest so far in replacing Republican Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Angeli Chansley was convicted of obstruction of an official proceeding in November 2021 and sentenced to 41 months in prison. Officials said good behavior accounted for his early release from federal custody in May. Police arrested a man accused of physically assaulting former Arizona Senator Martha McSally last week. McSally reported on her Facebook page she was attacked and molested as she jogged along the Missouri River in Council Bluffs, Iowa. She said she broke free from her attacker and then tried unsuccessfully to chase him down. McSally reported the incident to police, who arrested the suspect in Omaha, Nebraska. McSally said she was in the Omaha area to deliver a speech about courage on Wednesday night. The Fire and Rescue Department in Gilbert has added the state's first electric fire truck to its fleet. Nicholas Gerbus reports the Salt River Project granted the department a $20,000 rebate for its charger and kicked in $10,000 toward the truck itself. The engine operates out of the busiest of Gilbert's 11 firehouses, station number two, on Guadalupe Road just west of Higley. The truck is quieter, cooler inside, and accelerates faster and more smoothly than diesel. Fire Chief Rob Duggan says its zero tailpipe emissions will also bring more immediate health benefits. The generational change that this truck brings is it eliminates diesel exhaust, which is known to cause cancer for our firefighters, which is a problem in our industry. The truck fully charges in two hours, has a range of 95 miles, and can pump out its full load of water using only 2% of its charge. It also equips a backup diesel engine in case of extended operations. I'm Nicholas Gerbis in Phoenix. University of Arizona astronomers are tracing the history of one of the earliest known supernovas. Tony Perkins has the story. U of A astronomy professor Brenda Fry notes the study of exploding stars includes placing them into categories. The type 1a supernova is what we call the detonation of a white dwarf. So it occurs in binary star systems. In fact, we only have, you know, one sun in our solar system, but the majority of stars come in binaries. Two stars orbit a common center of mass in binary systems, but they are seldom equals. Scientists say one star will typically drag material away from the other until it finally explodes, leaving little if any trace of its original form. The team is receiving new information about the supernova from the U of A-backed James Webb Space Telescope. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM News. The International Dark Sky Association has certified Saguaro National Park as an urban night sky place. Katya Mendoza has more about what the certification means. The certification recognizes sites near large urban areas that demonstrate a commitment towards improving dark night skies. The Park Service says Saguaro National Park is the second national park to be certified and just the ninth place certified worldwide. The International Dark Sky Association, based in Tucson, fights light pollution to protect dark places for humans and wildlife. Saguaro National Park protects nearly 95,000 acres, including federally designated wilderness. I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. And that should catch you up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess, and we'll be back tomorrow.